This GreenViz Radio podcast is brought to you by BP, working to provide today's energy while transitioning to a low-carbon future. More information at bp.com US. You're listening to GreenBiz Radio, the voice of greenbiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. Radio, I'm Matthew Wieland. When you think of auto mechanics, clean and green aren't usually the first words that come to mind. But last week, AMCO, the Auto Service Center, unveiled a new program that aims to eliminate all the waste from their 880 franchises, as well as help AMCO customers make their cars more environmentally friendly. AMCO's Eco Green Auto Service Certification Program has a checklist of nearly 40 ways for store owners to improve their performance, ranging from fairly standard goals like purchasing recycled and recyclable materials for the store to cutting-edge solutions like the use of a waste oil heater that turns an otherwise polluting byproduct into heat for the building. I sat down with Todd Leff, the CEO of AMCO, to talk about the program, the specific challenges posed by working within a franchise system, and how small businesses can make a big impact with simple changes. Todd, thanks for joining us. I wanted to ask you about the Echo Green Auto Service Certification, the new program that AMCO just launched. Will you give us an overview of the program, just a thumbnail sketch? Sure. Um, the program uh, allows uh, AMCO dealers who want to participate in an in- environmental uh, program to obtain a certification from the company by meeting benchmarks in about 35 different categories that have to do with either uh, the operation of the AMCO Center or in delivering eco-friendly services to uh, customers' vehicles. So this is this is working on two fronts then. This is both about making the service centers themselves more environmentally friendly but also helping customers reduce their own impact? Exactly. It's it's really a two-pronged uh, approach to the issue and and because we are a franchise model, um you know, we need to demonstrate to our center owners that one there are new services you can market that are eco-friendly services that customers want and that will help the environment and the second prong of it is that there's things that, as business owners, we can do in the shop uh, to operate in, vor- in a more environmentally conscious way, but also will save the business money. And, and so the bottom line is that you know, being, being green can be good business. I want to come back to discussing the benefits of this, but tell me a little more about the certification itself. What are some of the the steps that uh, centers need to reach in order to be certified? Well, we, we actually kind of break the certification process down into five uh, major categories. And they're things like uh, being proficient in uh, delivering high mileage uh, services, uh, low impact cleaning uh, methods at the center, uh, adhering to certain waste fluids management, environmental housekeeping, and then conservation and waste reduction. and. The goal on on that side is is to really create kind of a zero waste output environment or a closed loop shop, so that we're putting less out the back of the store um, than we did in the past. And the goal is, of course, to get to to zero waste output. So explain to me a little bit about in in 
the current model, what is waste and where does that go now in this zero waste model? Is there what products are being sent out and how are they going to be dealt with under a zero waste model? Okay, well, let me give you one example. Um, in our business, we uh, use a machine um, that basically cleans the, the inside of the customer's transmission once we take it apart with solvent, and that's how we clean it so that we can then rebuild the customer's transmission. We use about 220 gallons of solvent per store per year. And in the past, you would use the solvent a couple of times. The solvent would obviously get dirty uh, because you're cleaning all the gunk out of the inside of the transmission. Um, and then we'd have to send the solvent off-site. We'd have a waste hauler come, and whether that waste hauler recycled it or, or dumped it, uh, it, it had to be transported off-site and dealt with off-site. As part of the Echo Green program, um, we're using a new machine in our shops that basically recycles the solvent in your store every single night. And so what happens is you use the solvent. Each night, uh, the machine turns on. It recycles the solvent through this machine. And what you're left with is kind of a small quarter-sized uh, cake of the impurities that were in the solvent for that day. And you basically start with fresh solvent each morning. So instead of us having to have the solvent hauled away, dealt with off-site, we're, we're now recycling on-site, and we're left with basically a quarter-sized cake of uh, the dirt or metal that was, you know, was in the solvent. And so we've greatly reduced you know, the amount that we're hauling off-site. Off uh, we're recycling that and using it in the shop. And so the center benefits in, in two ways. They don't have to keep buying new solvent to replenish their, their cleaning machine, uh, and they're putting out less waste into the waste stream. So that would be an example of, uh, you know, one of the new machines that, that we're using uh, as part of this program. That sounds really interesting. And in doing research for this interview, I was also reading about a machine that is going to turn waste oil into, is it heating for the centers? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, some of that technology has, has been out there for a couple of years, but it's just been so uh, improved over the last couple of years. And so we uh, have a, a waste oil heater division where we're basically uh, putting these waste oil heaters in shops. And what they will do is, again, it's similar to the solvent. Instead of in the past where we would take the customer's used transmission fluid and have to have an outside hauler come in and either take it and, and dump it or send it to a recycling facility, what we're doing now is taking that used transmission fluid from the customer and we're actually using that to fuel our, you know, heating system in our centers. And so we're doing away with all that hauling of, of waste, you know, out of the shop. Uh, you reduce the uh, risk of any oil spill uh, because it is immediately basically uh, being stored at the site and then burned in this waste oil heater. And, and obviously it's a great savings for the center because they've turned a waste product uh, into heat. It's ideas that like that that make me wonder why now? What took so long to get to this point? Uh, it's twofold. There's been a, a much greater focus in the back of the shop by uh, state regulators and uh, really looking at, at the automotive aftermarket and saying, hey, you guys have to clean up your act and run a more environmentally efficient shop. 
And I think it's the general, uh, you know, public awareness of, of uh, green consumerism, and that you know, given their choice, customers you know want to go to businesses that are more environmentally conscious. And our goal or our role, I guess, as the franchisor here is is to take all of these great ideas that are out there and and kind of lay them out in one program for our franchisees. And that's what hasn't been done before. Uh, these bits and pieces have been out there. But, you know, as the central uh, managing authority, uh, it's really to put it all together in one program and and show dealers the benefits of of going green. Another big thread of this program is flex fuel conversion kits. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. The flex fuel conversion kit is a a bolt-on product that allows us to convert a gasoline-powered vehicle to run on both E85 or um, regular gasoline, or really any combination of, of ethanol and gasoline. And uh, it's a product developed by a, a company called Flex Fuel US. And, um, you know, our goal is to be a distributor uh, of that product and to be uh, a preferred install, uh, you know, centers for uh, the Flex Fuel product. And this is geared primarily towards fleet vehicles, at, at least at yeah, launch? Yeah, the, the first. Uh, units that they're working on. Obviously, uh, the idea is to uh, be able to market to the greatest number of vehicles they can. And because uh, EPA requires that you be cert- that each vehicle unit get certified, uh, the, real- the focus has really been on the commercial market uh, and starting with the largest fleet. And so the first unit that was certified by the, the EPA was uh, a unit that will cover uh, Crown Victorias, Lincoln Town cars, um, because you know there's a lot of limos and police cars that that use that engine family. And it seems like that's a pretty great place to start. Not only because there are a lot of those vehicles under one roof, uh, one company or one municipality owns them, but you could make a big difference in terms of you know total emissions pretty quickly if you convert all those. Uh, absolutely, and and because you know there really is a a, a great. Uh, long-term uh, savings in that, you know, currently uh, E85 is, uh, you know, on average about 18% less per gallon than uh, gasoline right now. And so it's convincing fleets to kind of take advantage of their, the, and there are certain tax credits available, you know, take advantage of these tax credits, take advantage of the, the fact that E85 is uh, as a lower price than gasoline and and use that to get a return on, on, it, on this investment. Well, this seems like the right time to ask, what are some of the benefits? Obviously, you've gone into to some in terms of uh, reducing waste and costs around that. What, how are you pitching this to franchisees? Well, you know, we've, we've done a number of outreach uh, uh, communications. It uh, uh, was a major focus of our, our convention was turning green to gold was a big theme. Um, of our our convention uh, last November, uh, we followed it up with webinars and, of course, the certification process. And so now our field people are out uh, actually certifying the stores. We we started this in November, uh, and we've had to date 55 stores already completely go through the certification process. Uh, and we probably have about another 20 to 30 pending applications for certification. Um, so now it's really getting it out into the field and creating market champions who, who you know, have a, uh, a sensitivity to this uh, issue and, you know, who want to lead in the marketplace. And I think 
once you start to get those people championing the cause in the in the marketplace, other franchisees will will come along. Okay, and and this is you said fifty five out of um, is it about it's a little over eight hundred total centers. Yeah, we're, we have about eight hundred and eighty uh, franchises in the United States right now, and um, so in two months we've we've you know basically got probably 10% of the chain to submit applications and and we've we've got through about 55 of those to actually certify them. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's impressive growth already considering this well, we're, really Well, we're excited about it cuz you know when you launch something like this obviously you do your research, you try to gauge the reaction of franchisees, but remember their primary business is being in in automotive repair and this takes some work. It takes some uh you know changing of their systems and you know so you're always unsure right up until the last minute, you know, how well-received it's going to be. Uh, but but so far, we're really encouraged by this. Mm-hmm. And and what, just to come back to it again, what are some of the benefits to individual owners? Well, we've actually, you know, quantified this, and, and we, we've told owners, if you implement the three or four uh, new services that we think you can market to consumers, and you implement you know, three or four of these cost savings but environmentally friendly uh, methods in your store. Uh, you know, at the bottom line, we're, we're looking at about a $25,000 uh, increase to a typical store's bottom line per year. Uh, by, by just kind of implementing, you know, three or four revenue things and, and, and three or four cost savings items. So it, it adds up relatively quickly. Um, you know, the I mentioned the the recycling of the solvent. Well, you know, in one year, uh, that's about a thirty-five hundred dollars savings to the store, uh, just from that one method. You know, one method of, uh, of you know, in implementing this program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in thinking about some of these technologies that are being implemented, is that an upfront cost that uh, people have to to put some money down, and then they're going to start seeing savings pretty much right away? Yeah, you know, some of them are, you know, fairly significant upfront costs, and that's, uh, you know, there's, so there's a, a, a return on investment over a period of time. For example, that solvent machine, uh, you know, is about a $3,000 investment. But we have some really very inexpensive uh, uh, methods that uh, and equipment that get immediate returns, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, the shop also for cleaning smaller parts on the bench typically uses cans of uh, spray cleaner. Now, one is uh, we don't like these because they're they're aerosol-based generally. And two, it's a lot of cans. Uh, you know, a typical shop uh, will use eight cans of cleaner per week per technician. Well, we found a device. It's, a, it's basically, it would look like a small paint sprayer. And what it does is it hooks up to their compressed uh, air system in the in the shop, and now we're using bulk cleaner uh, put into this uh, bulk spray dispenser, and there that that sprayer is about seventy five bucks. So for seventy five dollar investment, uh, they now don't have to go through eight cans of of cleaner per week, uh, and a typical shop per technician. This is for one technician is going to save about $550 a year per technician. Our shops have an average of three or four technicians. So for a $75 investment per technician, 
uh, you're you're going to save five hundred dollars. And and again, we're now we're not dumping you know all of these cans into landfills. We're not using aerosol. We're using compressed air. Uh, and and it's a simple, small investment item. It's part of this program. Uh, you know that can get our shops a great return. It sounds like both the solvent machine and this cleaning machine you were just telling me about are essentially going to pay for themselves in less than a year, sometimes significantly. Oh, absolutely. We, the the solvent machine, I think the return on investment is about 14 months, uh, maybe a little less. And um, same with the, uh, the waste oil heater uh, is really about a, a one-year uh, return on investment. Is that still a pretty significant um, hurdle for a smaller business? Um, you know, I, I think it can be, but I think people recognize that, you know, our dealers are in, in this business for the long haul uh, and realize that, uh, particularly, for example, waste oil heaters, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of stores bought these in the last couple of years, and now they're just, <laughs> you know, really, uh, you know, good fortune because, you know, we saw heating oil go from you know, $1.65 a gallon to $3 a gallon. And so now, you know, that investment that they made two years ago uh, is is really doubling its return because of the the large increase in the price of heating oil. Um, so I, I think these are small businesses, but these are entrepreneurs, and they weigh the the ROI on these investments. and And I think they're they're sold that these things get a great return, uh, you know, over the long haul. I want to come back to the the franchise model, but let's let's back up a little bit and explain how this program came about at the corporate level. It is it, actually interesting. It came about because we started to investigate um, some technologies in the alternative fuel market, particularly uh, E85 uh, conversions, and that led us to start to say, um, you know, what else should we be doing? Uh, in the environmental front, not just uh, in the alternative fuel side, but but looking at the whole business and from an, the environmental impact that this business has on the community, um, looking at how we can uh, develop new services uh, to market, and so it really led to a ground-up review of you know what's the environmental impact of this business and where can we benefit quite frankly from you know the rise in green consumerism as far as spreading the word out to the franchises what what is that process like it's not something that we cover all that often here so i don't know that much about well these are independent you know small businesses and and we really wanted to make it we could have mandated certain elements of this program but we found in the past that, you know, you have to get buy-in from franchisees for a program to be successful. They have to want to do it, they have to believe in it, and they have to see a return on their investment. And so it first it involved creating a really uh, self-contained uh, program. It, it couldn't be a number of pieces. And so we went out and looked at uh, three or four different state programs Nobody has really a comprehensive program that fit our business, but we were able to take pieces, use our own uh, working knowledge, get franchisee input, and we, we came up with about a, I think it's about a 38-point uh, checklist that the franchisee can earn green points, and that's how they go about getting certified. They have to earn a certain number of green points off of this checklist to get certified. But, you know, it started with you have to develop that whole package 
what are the, the elements that you want them to incorporate, how many points are each one of these things worth. And then once we kind of developed that program, then we had to develop, you know, all of the support for it. So uh, the point-of-sale materials, the, the in-store signage, uh, the, the unique website for people who get uh, Echo Green certified. Uh, and so we went through that process. And then once we got the, uh, the whole package together, then we were able to start, you know, launching this at the field level. And it started with, uh, we're great believers in webinar training, so we, we did a, a number of webinars where we trained the, the uh, franchisees over the Internet on this program. Uh, we did it at our in-person convention, our annual convention, uh, and now uh, we're doing it in market meetings and, and really down at the, the store visit uh, level. We have operations people that are in-store each quarter, and uh, this is one of the items that they're reviewing with the owners. What were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome? Uh, what were some of the concerns raised by the business owners themselves? It, it's interesting. Um, you know, some of those franchisees have already come back to us with solutions for. One of the things that we announced in this program and, and we've seen in, in our experience in this business is that in-ground lifts are probably one of the biggest problems that, that we face uh, in store. And we stopped selling in-ground lifts many years ago, but a lot of our older shops still have in-ground lifts. And so we said, uh, you know, you can't be certified under this program if you have in-ground lifts because we know these uh, these are a problem. They, they leak fluid. That fluid can either get into the, the ground uh, or they can get into the, the waste stream. And so we wouldn't allow them. And a couple of our franchisees went out and researched and found a basically it's a a uh, a food based oil um you know uh, a biodegradable oil that they could replace the oil in these lifts which is what's used to raise the lift up and down they could replace that you know uh, petroleum based uh fluid in the lift with this biodegradable uh it, it's basically a, a, a you know corn based oil uh, that goes in the lift. And so that solved the problem. So the, there was a, a physical limitation. We had a lot of shops with in-ground lifts that could have never been qualified because of that rule. But with this uh, new development, and we've had a number of shops in, in uh, Washington State now go to this uh, new uh, oil, and they were able to get certified. I think one of the biggest challenges is, you know, we're – a mature system you know we've been in business for 45 years we have a lot of older stores and they have physical limitations that make it difficult to to meet the standards that we're uh, presenting um, and we have to find out find ways for them to you know to be able to satisfy that even with the physical limitations that they face so uh, you know I think that was one concern I think the cost of you know buying these products or machinery uh, it was it was another concern, and so uh, we've come up with some incentives from the home office for financing. Uh, we've we've developed uh, you know equipment leasing sources so that they can lease these uh, products or machines instead of having to make a capital investment. Um, you know, so we have to find solutions that that will allow us uh, to get these things implemented. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like uh, that to some extent this is. 
almost a reverse flow of information. Is this is this an expansion of learning from your franchisees? Is this just a new element of something that's already been established? Uh, I think you know there's there's some new, there's some old, and it it really flows both ways. Um, you know, I think you know we, we learned something on this. Uh, you know, oil based uh, uh, fluids, uh, and you know a lot of the new machinery and the bulk dispensing equipment a lot of our franchisees hadn't heard of yet. So uh, I think, you know, the the biggest value of it is taking it all and putting it in one program. There were a lot of little pieces out there, but <coughs> excuse me, there was not really a comprehensive overall program, and that's, that's really one of the benefits of this. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time today. I appreciate it. All Take right. care. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.